0: Uh, we'll get to it. Okay. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Leadership Redefined. Uh, we, this is our, our first uh, episode that we have a, a guest that we're interviewing, so we're excited about that. Uh, we have Carissa Brzezinski from Elwood. Uh, she is a high school principal. I'll let you kind of talk about the details of that. Uh, we connected with Carissa through uh, Rich. Rich, welcome. Dr. Bonato. Pleasure. Thank you. Uh, so uh, today, we, you know, we're lucky enough to have a leader of a high school, um, a principal of a high school, which uh, if, if you've met any high school principals, uh, it's it's one of the more complex leadership roles in district because not only are they uh, a building representative, but they also represent the district in a lot of ways. So uh, they have their feet in kind of both arenas of uh, central admin and district and also uh, at the building level and it's a very political out there position uh, that's not an easy task by any means so uh, kudos to you for doing what you're doing and 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 welcome and we're looking forward to hearing from you and if you want to just kind of talk a little bit about yourself and then we'll turn over to to Rich uh, and talk about uh, your relationship and how how you got to know each other maybe uh, that would be great so uh, welcome Carissa.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And again, thank you, Rich, for considering me as your first uh, guest. I hope I live up to your expectations. Um, You know, I have had the great fortune of knowing very early on uh, when I attended Stony Brook University that I wanted to be an educator. And I began my career as a social studies teacher. And um, through a series of conversations um, and experiences with my administrators, I decided that perhaps I would pursue a career in leadership. Um, I thought that you know I did a great job in the classroom and that I impacted students in, in profound, positive ways. Um, but I learned that you can have a greater impact on the school culture, and that sort of inspired me to learn more. Um, and then I had the great fortune of getting a job as an assistant principal in Seaford High School, and then the great fortune of coming to John Glenn, where I served as the assistant principal and now principal. So um, that's a little bit about my history um, and how I landed at John Glenn High School.
0: Excellent. Rich?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not sure exactly where I would like to begin as, insofar as Carissa is concerned, except, again, to welcome her and be very pleased that she's uh, going to help us kick off uh, Uh, our our series about innovation, about good leadership practices, and about being, quite frankly, I think an exemplar of what most anybody would like to have in terms of a a high school principal or any kind of school leader. Uh, I met uh, Carissa last year when I was asked, uh, I do a a fair share of consulting around Long Island and Elwood hired me to do uh, shared planning, shared uh, decision-making workshops around uh, in in Elwood. And uh, typically when I get hired to do these things, uh, I I sometimes say there's a difference between a Volkswagen and a Cadillac. And most districts will say, oh, give me the Volkswagen. And uh, so I give them that. But Elwood did not do that. Elwood said, give us a Cadillac, Go meet with our principals, uh, take their temperature, find out what works for them, and uh, help them to develop what what it is that they think they want to do. So I think the first place I went to actually was the high school. And it was the first time I had met Carissa, although I actually we had actually met a couple of years ago accidentally at St. John's. And uh, it, I don't think it took 10 minutes before I said to myself, uh, this, this person is a star. Uh, she gets it. Uh, and that's, begu- that's continued to play out in the times that we, she and I have spoken, emailed, and the times that I've been uh, doing some workshops with our shared decision-making team. The first thing I saw her do, other than being terribly eloquent, uh, is, uh, and I know that she's going to go, oh, shucks, because I know the rest of the district does this too. But the first thing I saw her do was, when we introduced uh, a shared decision-making group uh, to me, was uh, she opened up the meeting with about, I guess it was about five minutes, perhaps, of uh, mindfulness. She took the group through a mindfulness session. In my own heart of hearts, uh, I certainly don't disagree with mindfulness. I journal and meditate myself every every day of my life. But I wasn't so sure. there was uh, I wasn't sure what was going to happen when it happened. But uh, but when she did it, she led it uh, sincerely and as badly and as committed uh, to an issue uh, or a premise as any one person I've ever seen do. And by golly, that whole group jumped into that exercise with her. And I can say for, a, uh, I can't prove it by quantitative or qualitative research today, but I can tell you that that group was ready for the kinds of things that I needed to do with, uh, with, uh, with them as a whole with a W. And here was Carissa, the high school principal, laid out what I was expected to do uh, with and for her and her group. Uh, but what really struck me was uh, the uh, intelligence and the insight, which is different from intelligence sometimes about the dynamics of what her group was about and how she, as Carissa, uh, continuing when I get on my horse and ride out of town, uh, who know how to um, sustain what we what it was we were trying to do. And in fact, in, in, tr- in truth, a lot of the things I think I'm still trying to inculcate with the group uh, already there, just a matter of my uh, sharpening them up a little bit more, For because there's evidence, again, of the kind of leadership that uh, she uh, exhibits I mean, I'm using too many big verbs. Uh, the short story is this person uh, knows how to lead a group and knows how to grab initiatives and synthesize them to make her, her building a better building. And I'm talking too so, long. So, it back.
0: Carissa, so Carissa, sorry. Um, so taking some of what Rich mentioned, I'm, we're, you know, big on the mindfulness and that's just using, using that as, as either a jump off point or, you know, a place where you could start to talk about some of your sort of best practices that you infuse daily to uh, affect your culture, the culture of your school in a positive way or understand the culture of your school. Uh, We talk a lot about culture. We talk a lot about uh, what it takes to really be an effective leader and knowing your culture and knowing that the group dynamic is a big one. And to pull off something like a mindfulness exercise uh, with uh, teachers and administrators and, and staff, that's that's pretty impressive. So can you walk us through either that or some of the things that you uh, do as a, as a high school principal to be sort of a fe- an effective and innovative leader?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, again, Rich, thank you so much. I mean, you're very effusive with your praise and um, It's nice to hear somebody else say uh, about the great work that we're doing here because I I really don't like it to be about me, but about the great work that we're doing. So I think first and foremost, um, as a leader here at John Glenn, I do like to be as visible as possible. I mean, these are some of the tenants that you hear in good leadership management by walking around. I actually have a rolling desk um, that was... uh, comic relief for some when they first saw it, but uh, eventually even one of our students asked to be me for Halloween and came in with a rolling desk and, you know, computer. So um, I, I felt a little bit like a stewardess or somebody going on medical rounds, but it allows me to be out in the halls and take care of business and just be responsive to students or staff if they have a question versus coming back to my office to get that information. I'm able to sort of, expeditious things and it just makes my job, it makes me more efficient and yet invisible. So I think that's one thing uh, that I could attribute to it that I'm a face that uh, faculty, parents and students know. I don't like to be in my office. I hate being away from the kids and the faculty. Um, So I think by being visible, by being responsive, uh, you build trust and I think that's the next component. You have to build trust in order to ignite any sort of change Um, I do believe wholeheartedly in education and why we're here as educators. I am impassioned. I um, am always smiling most of the time. And I think at first people wonder if it's genuine, if it's sincere, but um, I'm often called Pollyanna too at times. You know, everything is wonderful. We're here for the kids. And I do believe that. So I think that energy over time um, is infectious. I think people see through consistent follow through that I'm dedicated I put the time in, um, you know, and I'm really here to support students, teachers, and parents um, in the best way that I can. Um, My PTA president, uh, who I worked with for the past two years, has just, you know, retired from the position. Her two children have graduated. She um, called me a servant leader. And um, I -hmm. never looked at myself that way, but um, I kind of like the title. I'm here to help, and in any way that I can. I also know good ideas. i invested in, you know, reading about best practice. And when I hear a good idea, I do want to implement it as quickly as possible. But I think knowing the culture of your building, knowing how extended people are, you have to know kind of when to go slow to go fast. So I think I have that intuitive nature. Um, for example, I wanted to implement instructional rounds here and when i first arrived but there was a a culture where people were resistant to people visiting their classrooms and while as principal you can sit here and say this is my edict we're going to do it um there was some resistance and so i kind of pushed pause for a little bit and then started to plant some seeds with the staff um, and just started to foster more first peer-to-peer um intervisitations and now um, i'm starting to see if I can get it off the ground again this year, because there has to be that trust um, with certain initiatives like that, and um, you can't force it, you gotta bring people along. So, um, and then just the mindfulness piece, just to answer that as well. Um, It is a district initiative, um, so I do like to be a team player. I like to support what it is that the district is promoting. Um, I I happen to believe in it as well. both personally and professionally. And I think if you believe in something, if you understand the value of something, it's really easy to sell, if you will. Um, So my job as the building leader is to spread awareness and to do it in a incremental way. Um, So we start off every faculty meeting, every shared decision-making team meeting with, first it was, what is mindfulness? How can it benefit you as a person, as a practitioner, as a student, as a parent? what is it and then how do we try some practices and talk about it and and I actually had the students and all members of the shared decision making team go home and try to find one that they felt was an effective practice and each meeting we really started off with um one of their practices so that they can begin to own it themselves um, I hope I wasn't too long-winded but wanted to address wow. all your talking points
0: that's great uh, I, lo- I love what you did with the mindfulness piece and almost had them sort of research it at home, uh, take ownership, like you mentioned, a wonderful way of doing it, because with any initiative, and I also appreciate that you talked about some of the sort of resistance that you've had with certain initiatives and how you uh, didn't tackle that like many leaders would to say, hey, this is what we're doing and too bad. Uh, You took an approach of we're we're going there, I need you to help me get there, correct? And uh, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, Rich, thoughts?
2: Well, I'm, I'm struck by the servant leadership word, which is, you know, uh, uh, c- clearly characterizes what uh, she's about. Carissa, I'm wondering if you see whether there's a there's a link between s- servant leadership and innovation.
1: Um, I think probably, uh, at the end of the day, I'm always looking to provide the best quality education for our students. If you hear of a great idea and you know that that can help propel every student to the next level, then why would you not want to execute it? Um, yeah. you know, we're here to provide them with uh, you know, a superior education. That's what they deserve.
2: If the servant leadership, maybe I'm, maybe this is the way I inter- I agree with you. I, I also wonder whether the, the, the very definition of, a, of uh, servant leadership Suggest, or the word, rather, the very two words suggest. Well, obviously, leaders serving the needs of the of the staff and of the students as such. And I wonder if that's what supports a culture of folks interacting with you to uh, more nearly accept the changes that you seem to think uh, that what you do think uh, should be
1: happening. Um, I guess it's like chicken or egg, right? Yeah, Which yeah so that's why I'm asking. Um, yeah. Perhaps I think I could see the connection. I, I do find what has been said to me consistently over time is that I am approachable, that I do listen, um, you know, to any feedback that I receive. I often tell people the ultimate decision may not necessarily um, reflect your feedback um, or it may not be in line with what you recommended, but but I listened to it. I processed it and I made a decision based on all of the information. So I think people know that I listen. Um, and I and I do, and I listen to their, you know, resistance to uh, an initiative. I'm not like, well, this is what we're going to do. Well, tell me why. Why are you upset by that? How do we go back to another committee, and how do we build that trust and dispel any of the fears that people might have? So um, I, I think perhaps there is a link. So
0: it
2: There's a dissertation. Like, in like there. It's... Get ahead, Rich. Sorry. It's a the joke. There's a dissertation in there. We'll take it <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so. You're
1: smarter than I am, so uh, I'll I'll take your advice. Sorry.
0: It's a running joke between Alan and me. <laughs> if you could, Carissa, if you could s- sort of summarize, is we're going to wrap up in, in just a few minutes. If you could sort of summarize, uh, and you've said a lot of these pieces for for the audience, key components for sort of these innovative initiatives to be pushed forward. And you talked about some communication, collaboration, kind of flat level conversation, some of those. But if you could kind of s- summarize or give three top things that you consider key for successful, innovative leadership practices. And if you, you, you don't, that's okay too. I don't am putting you on the spot. But if you can just kind of target two or three of the, the ones that you are saying, these are, these are ones that are a must Otherwise, you can't have innovative leadership and change. What, what would those be for you?
1: Um, I, again, the culture and the trust piece, just to, if I could recommend um, something to new principals, old principals. I, I mean, I, again, I don't know if it was my idea, but I have personal learning conferences with everyone on the faculty um, the first two months of the school year, asking them you know, what are your personal and professional goals this year? I asked them, where, where are you, we as a school? Like, what are you most proud of? Where do we still need to grow? And how can I offer professional development to help you grow? Like, what conferences are you looking for? And through those conversations, I might have a teacher saying that they're working on technology this year. And I know that there are six other teachers that are really uh, trailblazers with technology. And I will then say, hey, perhaps you might want to go visit this person. So it is also another way for me to promote um, the instructional rounds because I have an idea of what's going on in the building, where my strengths lie in terms of which faculty member is really doing well with something and how to partner um, people with the right people, like connect them. I think, um, so listen, again, building that environment of respect and rapport, just like we ask teachers to do in the classroom, I think building leaders have to do it. Um, Teachers will do so much if they feel that they're respected, and that they're valued. Um, And I think making sure that they know that uh, is is really critical to success and change. I have friends that are teachers in other districts that just had a new administrator come in, and they're like, I said, how is it going? And they said, "Um, she thanks us. And I said, she thanks you? Why is that weird? And, um, but it is to them. So it makes me realize the impact that At every faculty meeting, I start off with good news about our students, about our faculty, and thank you for your work, and we're part of a team. And you can't underestimate the value of that respect and rapport that you have with your faculty, students, and parents. So um, I think that would be one thing, sitting down, listening, distributive leadership, getting your faculty to come in and turn key ideas. I tell them as an administrator, I taught social studies. I could talk to you about content, Um, But I know good practice and a lot of the practice I know is not necessarily practice that I actually um, Executed myself because I hadn't seen it until I became an administrator and I saw it in one of your colleagues classrooms So the recommendation I'm giving to you or the future focus isn't necessarily coming from me It's really coming from what I've seen in your colleagues classrooms. So um, but getting Allowing those opportunities for staff members to share I start every department meeting off with sharing best practices and I ask two to three department meeting department members to share something that they did and teachers are reluctant to do that, you know, they think that what they're doing is just average or they don't want to showcase but um, and sometimes you have to kind of you know, nudge them a little bit to do so, but once they start doing, then the conversations between faculty members is really rich and organic and it goes from there. So, um, what else? Did I get two to those,
0: three? Those are pre- those are pretty good. Yeah, those are okay. pretty good. Um, so Rich, you have any uh, sort of closing remarks or questions that you want to ask Carson? I have one more tough
2: question for Mrs. B, and that would be um Of these several innovations that you have put in place, which is the one do you think has played the biggest role? I'm going to tell you what I think first. Well, the question then becomes, which do you think is is the uh, the most uh, influential variable on what has uh, helped to transform your school? Transform is probably a little too strong a verb because that was a pretty good building to begin with, but you certainly have elevated it with the help of your staff uh, and your students for that matter. I'm going to say, based on your conversations with us, uh, that word, servant leadership, and a, another word you've said a couple different ways is trust and human relationships, which uh, sometimes it gets overlooked in all of the flurry to get to make all schools better than what they are. But again, to come back to you with the question of the things that you've done with your staff in the last five years since you've become pre- our principal, uh, which is the one that you point to that may have had the most uh, long-term. Converse, uh, influence or impact on what your staff's about?
1: I guess it really goes back to really relationships. I think they see that I'm a hard worker. I think they see that I genuinely care, that I'm invested in doing um, what's best for the students, and I will help people get there. Um, I have high expectations, no doubt, um, but I, I just think that my staff knows that I'm responsive to their needs. Uh, We have new um, courses being offered. I'll make sure I set up meetings to see how is it going? Do you need supplies, furniture? What do you need to be successful? Um, And I don't do it alone. I mean, I work so well with the two assistant principals that we have here. Our district administrative uh, team is fantastic. I really do think that the synergy that we have um, is tremendous. I I really feel that we accomplish a lot here because we all work as a team. Um, I think that would probably be... Um, What I'm most proud of I tell people it's a great team here, but I'm also I have a great product. I have great students that come from great families um, and a great faculty from the very beginning, but uh, I said, don't ever let what's tried and true get in the way of trying something new. And, you know, good, better, best. Don't rest until your good is better and your better is best. So I'm always pushing us to the next level. I respect what we've done. I re- respect the great work that we've done and, and all that has gone into help us accomplish that. But we can always do better.
2: When you stop trying to get better, you stop being good.
1: Correct. I think, what is it? Good is the enemy of great.
2: That's right. That's right. That's right. So, so you, that
0: had, you had a few really great uh, lines there, quotes that, that we'll surely put in the in the notes. Uh, Carissa, I, I, we couldn't have asked uh, Rich, I think you'll agree for a, a better first guest.
1: Oh, yay!
0: Uh, so thank you so much for doing this. Uh, Rich, you want to uh, kind of close out for us? No, I'm I'm very pleased that Carissa was
2: our first guest. I think she's a great kickoff uh, towards <laughs> helping us uh, develop a uh, uh, an accumulation of a lot of good ideas from a lot of good people and uh, anyone else who follows her will have a long ways to uh, top her if there is such a word that we should use there. And I appreciate that Carissa was willing to do this and uh, I very much look forward to working with Carissa to help her uh, make our building uh, even better than it actually is now.
0: So thank you so much. Thanks, Carissa.
1: Thank you for having me and best of luck on this new endeavor. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for thinking of me.
0: No problem. Thank you.